first off, let me just inquire on behalf of everybody here this morning. I was listening to the men sing, and I thought, oh, my soul, those men sound awfully good today. And then the women started singing, and I thought, oh, my soul, those women sound awful good today. Thank you for leading us in worship. I just want to say, I think sometimes uh, we miss out on a blessing when we kind of think, you know, this is this one hour of worship and kind of disconnect it from the rest of our life. And so I would just ask you today just to, to open yourself to the possibility that something you hear in God's word today is going to be a blessing to you this coming week, that you're going to be able to overcome fear and experience more joy because of this worship hour. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't it be something? Let's uh, read God's word together. We are in uh, Psalm 27 today, beginning in the first verse. And oh my, let us just, may the Spirit breathe through these words into our spirit. Psalm 27, 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? When evildoers come upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies... They stumbled and fell. The host encamp against me. My heart will not fear. The war rise up against me. In spite of this, I shall be confident. One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will conceal me in his tabernacle, In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. And be gracious to me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I shall seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not abandon me, nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. For my mother and my father have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a level path because of my foes. Do not deliver me over to the desire of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have despaired unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord and in the land of the living wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Would you pray with me? Holy Father, we come into your house today because we believe that we are made by you and for you. We have sung great songs, wonderful lyrics. Now may they be true in our life. Forgive us of any way that we have fallen short. And even this moment, by the power of your Spirit, even if it is difficult for us, help us to face the ways that we have sinned against you. And now, Lord, forgive us, for we repent. We turn away with no intention of turning back to our failures because we desire, Father, to be pleasing to you. I pray, Father, for my brothers and sisters here today.
I don't know of any specifics, but I can't help but believe there are many that are struggling, many who are afraid about something that's coming up. So Holy Spirit, come, please. We humbly ask. And help us to keep our eyes upon Jesus. Make our fears disappear. Overcome our foes. And Lord, we will give you all of the thanks. The honor and the glory is yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 4 says, Behold the beauty of the Lord. Can you think of a time when you could just, just remember beholding the beauty of God? I, I, maybe it was a time when you were in the mountains under a, a full and beautiful sky of twinkling stars and you just had that sense that God was all around. Or, or maybe it was at the beach. I know that is for me. Sometimes I look out over the ocean and see the power of the waves and just the, everything about it just reminds me of the glory, the beauty of God. Can you think of a time when you can just sense the beauty of the Lord? This word uh, beauty is translated in Hebrew. The Hebrew word is benoim, and it can be translated as beauty or favor. Like in Psalm 90:17, it says, Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. Can you think of a time when the favor of the Lord was? As I was writing this week, the first thing, it's not the only thing, it's not the last thing, but the first thing I thought of when I thought about the favor of the Lord was about 31 years ago when we were in California and we were uh, at the hospital as Sandy was going to give birth to our first son, Joshua. And oh my, the excitement and just everything about it, you know, just the fear and the excitement all wrapped up. And Sandy had a difficult pregnancy and a really difficult delivery. And after many, many, many hours of being in labor, the doctor kind of rushed in one time and, and he said, listen, we've got to make a decision quickly because now there's a danger that we're going to lose the baby. And my soul, that just everything just kind of welled up within me. And, and the truth was that I was absolutely terrified at that moment. Maybe some of you have experienced that. Terrified. And I didn't know whether to cry or to hit something. You know, it was kind of a 50-50 shot at that moment. But we made a quick decision, and just moments later, Sandy was being carted back into the surgical room, and as she was being taken back in there, man, I ran down the hallways of that empty hospital at 2 o'clock in the morning looking for a chapel. And when I found that chapel, I got down on my knees, and I prayed, Oh, God, please give us our son. Keep my wife safe. And if you do this for me, Holy Father, I promise to do my best to raise this child in a Christian home. And in fact, I will dedicate him to you. I didn't know the words of David at that point in my life, but that was what I was praying for. May the beauty of the Lord shine in this moment. May the favor of God rest on my wife and on my son. And after that prayer, I got up and I ran down that empty hallway and they just got me right back into the surgical room. I don't think they do that anymore, but back then, they just took me right back in there. And just moments later, 
the doctor was holding my son and he held, it, he held him real close to Sandy's face so that she could see him. And moments later, they cleaned him up and put him in my arms. And it felt like the sun had exploded in my chest. And I knew the beauty of the Lord. Can you think of a time when you've experienced the beauty or the favor of the Lord? There are so many wonderful things about this passage. In verse 4, the psalmist talks about beauty. And he, and he says this. He said, one thing. I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. One thing I'd wish, one thing I desire. Have you ever played that game? You have, haven't you? The one game. The, you know, If you could only have one thing in the world, what would it be? You're probably thinking of it right now. And some of you are thinking, well, my one thing is more wishes. Cheater. You know you, that's not how you play that game. You only get one wish. What would that one wish be? How about just a huge sum of money? All right. Or how, how about to be a famous movie star and walk the red carpet? How about to have a photographic memory? The older I get, the more I wish for that. How about to be the president of the United States? No. How about to have your own island in the Bahamas? Yeah, now we're talking. And I got to admit that there are days when I fantasize about those kind of things, especially after it's been a difficult day. If I could only have blank, you fill in the blank, then everything would be great. If you could only have that one wish, what would it be right now? And see, I guess that's what I found startling about this psalm because many of the things that you and I might wish for didn't exactly match up with what David asked for. Just one thing. David cheats just a little bit because his, his one thing has three parts, but they're all tied up together. David asked to be in the presence of the Lord, to enjoy the beauty of the Lord, and to know God more deeply and fully. And, and perhaps our one wish didn't exactly line up with King David's wish. Some say, well, that's not fair because King David already had everything else. He was rich. He was powerful. He was wealthy. He had a great life. His life was easy. Not so. Look again at the psalm. Verse 2 mentions evildoers and adversaries and enemies. Verse 3 mentions a host in camp and, and war arise against me. Verse 10, my mother and my father have forsaken me. Wow. Mom and dad have even turned against me. Verse 11 and 12 mention foes and adversaries and false witnesses breathe out violence. In, in verses 7 through 10, the mood changes suddenly. The depth of anxiety is expressed in words like, hear my voice. Be merciful to me. Do not hide your face. Do not turn away from me. Do not reject me. And in those words, you just you hear there's a deep longing, there's a deep need in David's spirit. This isn't a life of ease. This is a man in crisis. He's praying for deliverance out of great adversity. No, this isn't a life of leisure and ease, but David's, 
is surrounded by enemies without, in his own family, in his own court, outside the walls, there's enemies lining up. And in that, in that terrible situation, his one desire, his one desire at such a moment is to be in the presence of the Lord. Isn't that something? To enjoy the beauty of the Lord. To know God more deeply and fully. It wasn't that David didn't have anything to fear, but I truly believe that what's going on is David, who had that intimate, lifelong relationship with God, he had learned over his life that as we focus on God, our fears will disappear. Listen, I want to say that again because I think this is a life-changing principle that will add to the quality and to the quantity of our life. As we focus on God in times of great crisis, our fears will disappear. Sometimes, and maybe this has been your experience too, most of the things that I worry about in my life never come to pass. I would say nine out of ten things that I worry about never come to pass. They're just vapors. They're just shadows in the night. And we desperately need at such moments as we are focusing on our fears to let the light of God pierce that darkness. For instance, can you think of a time where you were so worried about something and it turned out to be nothing? This nothing. I, I was thinking this week, and I remembered uh, uh, when I was just 11 years old, just, just a boy, and I remember the first time that my mom and dad left me alone at night. You know, they went out on a date night or whatever, and, and do you remember the first time mom and dad left you alone? Man, I thought I was somebody, and as soon as they left, I did the very thing they told me not to do, and that was, if you're my age, you might remember this. There used to be a TV show called Dark Shadows. Remember that? And I was forbidden to watch Dark Shadows, and that's the first thing I did on that cold Colorado night. I turned on Dark Shadows and began to watch. And I was glued in front of that scary old TV show, and all of a sudden there was this screeching that started to go throughout the house. It was a metal-on-metal metal screeching. It was uh, something that just seemed to echo. And so I started, my little 11-year-old body got up and started looking around and turning all the lights on in the house. And the more I looked, the more I peeked out the windows, couldn't see anything, just saw it was windy out there. And there was this screeching metal-on-metal metal sound. I mean, it was terrifying. And the wind started to really howl. And then this metal got louder and louder and louder. And just about the time I was going to lose my mind, all of a sudden there was breaking glass in the house. And oh! I ran in. My parents got home not just a little while later on, and every light in the house was on. The, cow, the shower curtain was pulled back because nothing's going to hide behind there. All of the, the, the from the beds, they were all torn up because nothing was going to hide under there. The closet doors were all open, and I had the biggest steak knife that I could find in my hand just standing there. I had lost my mind. My... <laughs> My mom said, why didn't you call the emergency number? Because I had lost my mind. 
Come to find out what had happened, and I didn't know it, my dad had put up a bird feeder. He'd put up a glass bird feeder that week, and, and to keep the squirrels out of the bird feeder, he had hung it with a, a metal wire, and that metal wire was attached to the roof and then came over the gutter. And when the wind began to blow, that metal wire was screeching across the gutter, and the gutter kind of made an echo chamber all through the house. And then when, the whole, when that frayed wire came in, the glass hit the ground and shattered, and I lost my mind. A lot of times that's what our fears are. It's not founded in anything, but we just lose our mind. Something goes bump in the night and we begin to dwell on something. Now listen, if you're like me, nine out of those ten things never come to pass, but we spend so much energy on those things. We spend so much time worrying about those things. But what we learn from the psalmist, he reminds us if we just put that same energy that we put into worry and fear and just turned it into prayer and praise, David's experience can be our experience that all of those things just, they float away. When we show faith in our God, when we show trust in our God, all of our fears, all of our fears can dissipate. Psalm 27.1, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Ooh, I just heard in my mind somebody said, but you don't know what my situation is. God knows what your situation is. And is there anything today that God can't handle? Is there anything in your mind that you know of? God who created and sustains all life. God who is at the highest mountain and the lowest point of the ocean. God who is at the farthest ends of the universe, who was and is and will be, is there anything that he can't overcome? Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I dread? Because David learned, and I have learned, but then sometimes I need to relearn it once in a while. Focusing on God will make all of our fears disappear. There's a woman in Arkansas a few years ago. <clears throat> she was sitting in her car. And she'd been there a while. She'd gone in grocery shopping. She was waiting for her daughter to come out. So she, you know, she's just sitting there waiting. And uh, all of a sudden, when she's in the front seat of the car, and bang, there's this loud bang. And then a, a, a sharp shot of uh, sharp pain in the back of her head. And, and, and she thought, oh my, I've been... I've been shot in the back of the head. And she was holding her head back. And there's this guy walked by and she was holding both hands on her head. And he looked in and he said, are you okay? She said, I've been shot in the head and I think I'm holding my brains in. Well, he looked in the back seat and, and came to realize it wasn't her brains. It was, it was dough. It was a Pillsbury biscuit canister that had sat in the sun for too long. Bam! That loud explosion, the dough on the back of the woman's head. <laughs> Some of you are really mad at me right now. <laughs> but sometimes our fears can be like that. Unfounded and irrational, and we waste our life on them. Nine out of ten things that you and I worry about never come to pass. And so we've got to learn and sometimes relearn that by focusing 
our attention on God, our fears will disappear. Listen to the truth of the scripture. Isaiah 26.3, the steadfast of mind you will keep in perfect peace. <sighs> Doesn't that sound good? You will keep in perfect, perfect peace because he trusts in you. Isn't that so much better than worry, worry, worry? Philippians 4, 6, you know this passage. You, you may have memorized it. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Oh, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard our hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Our focus, our choice, our attitude, it really matters. Chuck Swindoll is my very favorite preacher. I, I could listen to him all day. And he said this, he said, our focus, our attitude, our choices, it can make a great difference between a good day and a bad day, a good marriage and a bad marriage, between even a good life and a bad life. Words can never adequately convey the incredible impact of our attitude toward life. The longer I live, the more I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we respond to it. And yet sometimes, just like the psalmist, like David, our fears are not vapors, but they're grounded in reality. The truth is, sometimes there are Goliaths that stand against us. Sometimes the enemy giants take the form of finances or health or challenges at work or difficulties in family. I've set beside some in the hospitals who obstacle, whose obstacles and enemies are, are very real. I've seen tears and fears about what the future might hold. And some might respond, well, Cal, are you, are you saying that our attitude, our focus will affect that reality? Absolutely I am. Because listen, listen to verse 13. I just discovered this, and I think it's profound. Listen, verse 13 says, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Did you hear that? I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So what David is saying is, is we're not just, we don't just have a hope of heaven, not just a hope of the future, but what David is saying is, my hope is that I will see the beauty and the favor of the Lord right now in the land of the living. I will see his beauty, his strength, his power magnified in the midst of my crisis right now. Because I know that his power and strength and love is so much greater than any crisis or anxiety that I might have. And we want to cry out at such moments, hear my voice. Be merciful to me, O God. Do not hide your face. Do not turn away. Do not reject me. And God who is faithful who loves you just as much as he loved David, I am convinced when we show that kind of faith, it releases the power of God into our lives at the point of our crisis. Worry doesn't do that, does it? 
This is, this is what I've learned over my life. You ready? It's such a simple thing. Would you do something kind of unusual for me? Something just a little different. I, want you to, I just want you to take your right hand and just, just set it in your lap. Open and relax. Just comfortable. And look at it. And I want you to imagine the great struggle, the great fear that you have, that anxiety that you're struggling with right now. And, and just imagine that it's right there in the palm of your hand. And I want you to close your hand around that need, that fear, that anxiety. Just, just as tight as you can. Just as tight that there's no light, there's no air that, that can get into it. And the thing that I, I've learned over my life and occasionally have to relearn is, is when I have that problem, that crisis, that anxiety, and I hold it like I'm the only one that can fix it, that I don't let God's light and love in the midst of it, God, who is a perfect gentleman, says, okay, you handle it. And most of the time in my life, what I've learned is that I will fail and then I will fall. Still got your hand balled up? Here's what I want you to do. As I read our passage just one last time, I want you just to open that hand up. Whatever is in it, that anxiety, that fear, that great crisis. As I read this passage just one last time, won't you relax that hand? One thing I have asked of the Lord that I shall seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, to meditate in his temple. For in the day of trouble he will consume me. Consume me in his tabernacle in the secret place of his tent. He will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. As long as we close our hand around that fear, that struggle, that enemy giant, he will allow us to fall, to fail. But listen, this isn't just an attitude. This isn't just focused on, you know, just having a right attitude. It's about having faith. Lord God, you are real and you are powerful and you have promised that you would be there for me. And when we show that kind of faith and trust in him and turn away from worry and anxiety, what we're doing is we're just saying, I just, I just sense in my mind, in my mind's eye, just the idea that the, the Holy Spirit, you know, he hears that voice, that act of faith, and he whips around and he says, that's one of my children. And now I'm going to pour favor out upon him. Favor upon her. The beauty of the Lord will shine when we let go. It isn't just an attitude. 
It's a demonstrated faith that releases the power of God. Results focusing on God, our fears will disappear. Amen? I was a little disappointed in Scott this week. I hate to say it. I'm just going to say it. I asked Scott to sing several songs this week, and, and I was surprised with all the education, all the experience. I said, Scott, here's the songs I want to sing this week. He said, I don't know them. Man, I, I, was, I, I didn't think it was that hard. I said, Scott, I want you to sing a song like, There Shall Be Sprinkles of Blessing. He said, I didn't, I didn't know that one. Do you know that one? There, there will be sprinkles of blessing. How about this one? I said, Scott, can we, can we just sing a song, My Hope is Built on Nothing Much? He, he didn't know that one. How, this is one of my favorites. I, I can sing this. I tell you what, I can sing this. I'm fairly certain my Redeemer lives. Do you know that one? Because sometimes we can act like it. Rather, how about this one? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full into his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Rather than focus on our anxiety or fear, if the fears are mounted in reality or they're the nine out of ten that never come to pass, the great Truth to believers is that if we focus on God, our fears will dissipate. I remember when the Israelites were on the edge of the promised land that God had prepared for them. Do you remember they sent over the spies? And most of them came back and they said, oh, there's giants over there. Well, that's kind of the truth. There was enemy over there, but there were no giants. They had blown that out of proportion. Do you remember what God said to Joshua? We'll leave it with this tonight. Instead of focusing on our fears, focus on the words that God spoke to Joshua. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that's not just a promise to the Israelites. That's a promise to you today. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Result, when we focus on God, our fears go away. Amen? Let's pray together. Good and gracious Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come into your presence. I'm reminded in the book of John how Jesus is described as the light, the light that came into the world. Holy Father, we need you so. We need your light. We can get so focused on our fears. And the truth is, just this week, I was one of those. And I think I needed this sermon as much as anybody. May your light shine in our darkness. May your strength, your beauty, your favor overpower our fears. And may such faith bring you joy. Help us, Father, to live without fear, but rather in faith, 
in you. We love you. We adore you. We thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen.